Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, Okay. Many of you have been following me on Facebook and Twitter. I hope you're, f- and Parler. I hope you're following us on all three sites. Because I provide you with a lot of information that's used by other radio hosts, TV hosts, and I think the White House. So let's get our hands around this tax thing. First things first. Somebody or bodies committed felonies. You don't get to leak somebody's tax returns, including the President of the United States. This is the subject of litigation. And yet somebody leaked tax returns. Nobody seems to be troubled by that. Again, I can assure you, if the tax returns were, say, Nancy Pelosi's, She has never released her tax returns while she sits there and shoots spitballs at the president. I'm sure they've taken deductions, all kinds of write-offs and so forth, and we'd like to see them. That's number one. Number two, look at the timing of this. The media are so excited. Surely this will come up during the debates. Surely this will come up. Surely this will be raised. So you can see the New York Times, if it does, feeding Chris Wallace and the rest of the media with a report. Number three. How is it that the Biden campaign came out with an ad instantaneously? Instantaneously. Well, because there's no distance between the Democrat Party and the American media. No distance. So clearly the Biden camp knew this was coming. Number four, the president's lawyer said 
that they had wanted to see the documents, obviously obtained by the New York Times illegally. The New York Times said no. The President's general counsel's points that he made with respect to the documents did not appear in the article either. And so here it is, it's, it's issued. At the 11th hour, before the debate, the purpose of which is to influence the debate, influence the outcome of the election, and help Joe Biden. Now we've been seeing this day after day, week after week, whether it's books that have been written, whether it's anonymous sources to the Atlantic, whether it's former disgruntled employees being given marquee attention. You wouldn't know there's two candidates in this race. As I said on social media today, when Joe Biden goes to bed at night and wakes up in the morning, he doesn't have any worries about what the media will do. No so-called bombshells dropping on his campaign. He knows that the media are out to help him get elected president and out to try and destroy Donald Trump. Now what should the headline have been after they stole or were given stolen tax returns, ladies and gentlemen? What should the headline have been in the New York Times, of course, it's not a real newspaper. Donald Trump followed the letter of the law. No payments to Michael Cohen, as they've been suggesting for at least two years. No income from Putin and the Russian government, as they've been suggesting for years. Nothing. Nothing. They say he's deeply in debt. He's got payments coming. I don't know about any of that. I don't know how accurate any of this is. His lawyer says Donald Trump has paid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. And I bet he has. But here's the thing. When you own a lot of properties, you're deeply in debt. What do you do, Mr. Producer, if you need to pay off a loan? You sell one more, three of your properties. That's how it works. This is why we have ignoramuses over there at the New York Times. Absolute morons. But when you have a newspaper that has as its purpose to influence the outcome of the election, to try and drag a mentally incompetent, buffoonish candidate across the finish line, that will publish almost anything hostile to the President of the United States, that will receive... Stolen, illegally obtained tax returns, holding it to the 11th hour for the purpose of influencing the first debate. That is corrupt. Absolutely corrupt. And the New York Times has been doing this with the Russia collusion. It was the recipient of illegal leaks, felonies, throughout the Obama administration. But it sought to kneecap candidate Trump, President-elect Trump, and President Trump. It has been the recipient of leaks all along. It has, quote-unquote, colluded with the Obama administration, the Hillary campaign, the DNC, rogue FBI agents, rogue intelligence agents, for the purpose of influencing this government. That's not a free press. And I want to remind you, there's no reason to expect the New York Times to do anything other than try to undermine our electoral system and influence the outcome of this election. 
The New York Times has a sickening history, sickening history of lying and censorship. As I've discussed here over and over again, it lied to the American people repeatedly about 90 years ago when its reporter Walter Durante was was reporting talking points and arguments given to him by Joseph Stalin as Stalin was wiping out the Ukrainian people. Millions and millions of Ukrainian people starving them to death in 1932. Walter Durante received a Pulitzer Prize, which is worth crap. Shortly thereafter, the New York Times, for years, throughout the Third Reich, covered up as best as it could Hitler's extermination of the European Jews. Shocking, isn't it? There have been at least three extraordinarily well-researched pieces of scholarships, books on this subject, and I cite them in Unfreedom of the Press. A newspaper that covers up the slaughter of Ukrainians and regurgitates the lies of Joseph Stalin. A newspaper that covers up the slaughter of Jews, the Holocaust, by Adolf Hitler, because FDR didn't want the information out. A newspaper that most recently has published anti-Semitic cartoons and hired anti-Semitic staff. A newspaper that has tried throughout the last three and a half to four years to take out a duly elected president of the United States from a party that it rejects. That's the newspaper now trying to influence this election. And it will continue to do so right up to election day and after election day because it knows that it and the Democrat Party and the rest of the media have hatched a plot of anarchy through mail-in votes handled by states that are not competent to do this as they push the election past election night. Keep that in mind. And so I have some questions for Joseph Biden. Lunch Bucket Joe. Donald Trump has hired thousands and thousands of employees during the course of his career. Tens of thousands of middle-class jobs for people of all backgrounds, all races, all religions, gay, straight, female, male, transitioning, doesn't matter. Tens of thousands during the course of his career. How many people has Joe Biden hired? None. For 47 years, 47 years, Joe Biden was on the public payroll. Eight years as vice president, 39 years as a U.S. senator. Almost half a century, Joe Biden was subsidized by the U, the taxpayer. His salary his pensions, his travel, his junkets, his medical coverage paid for by you. What's the total? How many millions and millions of dollars have you and I spent 
subsidizing Joe Biden for almost half a century. No news outlet will dig into this. Not one. Not one. And then, of course, it wasn't that long ago, we're reminded by Matt Boyle over at the uh, Breitbart site. Back in August, the Wall Street Journal's Chris Jacobs exposed how the Biden family structured what is called an S-corporation to avoid paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. In it, the journal details how the Biden set up an S-corporation to avoid paying more than half a million dollars in taxes they would have otherwise owed. Joe Biden responded to President Trump's partial suspension of payroll tax collections with a statement calling it the first shot in a new reckless war on Social Security, Jacobs wrote back in August. Our seniors and millions of Americans with disabilities are under enough stress without Trump putting their hard-earned Social Security benefits in doubt. Biden's objections might be more persuasive had he and his wife, Jill, not gone out of their way to avoid funding seniors' entitlement benefits. According to their tax returns, in 2017 and 28, the Bidens and his wife, Jill, avoided payroll taxes on nearly $13.3 million in income from book royalties and speaking fees. They did so by classifying the income as S-corporation profits rather than taxable wages. According to the Urban Institute, a couple featuring one high earner and one average earner retiring this year will have to pay a total of 209000 in Medicare taxes during their working lives. The Bidens avoided paying nearly twice that much in Medicare taxes during just two years. Imagine that. Biden hasn't created a single private sector job for anybody. Biden's been on the public payroll, subsidized by you and me for almost half a century. Biden exploited the S-Corporation loophole in the IRS code, a code that he helped write and voted on. Had no problem with it. And then on top of all that, you have the Biden family enriching themselves with millions and millions and millions of dollars selling Joe Biden's name to the Russians, to the Chinese, and the Ukrainians. About which the New York Times has absolutely no interest whatsoever. Whatsoever. So who's been the more contributing citizen? Who's been the citizen who's done more for his country in terms of creating jobs? I don't think there's any debate in that. I hope the White House is listening to what I have to say. Because honestly, this is a slam dunk. I'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, 
That's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. So let's be very clear about this. So even the the propagandists and leftists at the New York Slimes can comprehend this. Joe Biden was in the United States Senate for 39 years. He helped write the tax laws. He voted on the tax laws. Joe Biden benefited from the tax laws that he wrote and he voted on. The S-Corporation loophole to avoid paying the payroll tax. The payroll tax which funds Social Security and Medicare. Joe Biden in the Senate 39 years takes advantage of a legislative loophole in the law. Donald Trump didn't write any tax laws. Donald Trump didn't vote on any tax laws. I'm sure he handed his his finances over to accounting firms and they handled it. And I assume that they took full advantage of the tax laws that Joe Biden and the senators had written over the years. But you understand the difference here. They're going to focus on $750. I want to focus on corruption. Joe Biden wrote laws and voted on laws that in the end benefited Joe Biden. Donald Trump did no such thing. So the Bidens dodged the payroll tax, as the Wall Street Journal headline goes, created an S corporation to avoid paying hundreds of over half a million dollars in taxes to avoid the payroll tax on $13.3 million in income over an 18 to 24 month period that he got from his books and his speaking fees. So they classified the income under S corporation profits rather than taxable wages. That's the Internal Revenue Code, written by and passed by Congress, where Joe Biden has been a member of the Senate for 39 years. So Biden enriched himself. Trump never enriched himself, because Trump didn't write the law, he wasn't in the Senate, he didn't vote for it. Just want to make that abundantly clear, so Chris Wallace can can pay attention to it and the rest of the media, I'm sure. I'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today, we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great, free, online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. 
Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. Notice uh, the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, and the rest of the Holocaust-denying media out there. Notice what they don't cover. 110-page Biden-Sanders Marxist manifesto. They don't go through it line by line. So the American people really don't have, in most cases, any idea what they're voting for. They do not want to get into substance. Now, Chris Wallace only has 90 minutes, but I hope he quotes some of that report because it's unbelievable. A group of 70 senior government officials who work with various Republican administrations, including the Reagan administration, George W. Bush administration, George H. W. Bush administration, even back to Nixon and Ford administrations, lauded the president for pursuing a strong foreign and national security policy in America's interests and have endorsed him. All you're going to hear about is Tom Rich, who's a clown, always has been a clown, was a lousy governor of Pennsylvania. You'll hear those guys. It's just like the generals. All you'll ever hear about is Mattis and Kelly and a handful of others on the record are leaking 275 generals. Generals. Major generals. Lieutenant generals. Brigadier generals. Admirals, vice admirals, rear admirals, 275 of them endorsed Donald Trump two weeks ago. You don't even know the name of one because their names aren't Mattis or Kelly. So don't let these endorsements sidetrack you in any way. Oh, my God, look at all these generals. Yeah, look at them, 275 to what, five or six? Yeah, and you have Kasich, who is a self-promoting, self-aggrandizing, you know, loser. He hung on in 2016, well beyond the time he should have. And Ridge, big deal, Ridge the lobbyist. Ridge the lobbyist. So I just wanted to point that, oh, and The Rock, Mr. Produce, turns out The Rock is as dumb as a rock. He spoke to Biden and he spoke to Harris, and he was very impressed, particularly with Harris. Now, he voted for Obama twice. He didn't vote in the last election, but he he claims to be an independent and a moderate. How can you claim to be an independent and moderate when you back the most radical leftist in the United States Senate, Kamala Harris, and clearly he hasn't read the 110-page Communist Manifesto? So why do I give a crap what this self-righteous, self-aggrandizing, what, actor has to say? Wow. I mean, just all the lies and phony scenarios that are out there. But peace from Politico. The first three paragraphs are key. Make it clear the U.S. is reportedly um, doing an assessment on bolstering nuclear warheads as talks with Russia stall. U.S. demands are tougher on Russia, are more serious because Russia has been cheating the current agreement. Does that sound like a president who was bought and paid for By Putin, you must ignore the media. The media are filled with propagandists, liars, leftists, 
They are 100% in on this election for Biden. And so they are going to deceive you and mislead you. I keep hearing this is the most important debate in the history of America, Mr. Biden. Did you know this? Tomorrow night's the most important debate in the history of the country. More important than the Lincoln-Douglas debate? But let me just say this. There is absolutely nothing that can happen during this debate that's going to change my mind. Will it change your mind, Mr. Producer? Will it change your mind, Mr. Call Screener? Somebody has a good line. Somebody can actually stand up and talk without spittle running down their chin. Like Joe. And then the media afterwards spinning and telling us who won and who lost and whose lines were great. The same media that lies to you day in and day out. I don't need a debate Honestly, I don't, to tell me who I'm voting for. Do I want debates? Yes, to expose Biden. To the three or four people out there who can't figure out that the guy is mentally incompetent. Oh, he'll have a good night. He'll be okay, good enough. He'll have his zingers ready. But zingers do not take the place of a radical leftist agenda. Zingers do not take the place of open borders. And free health care for illegal aliens. Zingers do not take the place of standing behind law enforcement in the United States military. Zingers do not take the place of stacking the Supreme Court, stacking the Senate, eliminating the filibuster. Zingers don't take the place of substance. Neither do tax returns. As bad as Joe Biden's tax returns are. And they're pretty bad. They really are. They're very bad, and I'm sure somebody will leak them, although he's put them out there. Maybe the New York Times will do an an analyst of that, Mr. Producer. You think? No, of course not. By the way, did you like the Life, Liberty, and Levin yesterday? With the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, he is a sharp and wise man. And he laid out the case for the Trump foreign policy. And he laid out the case against the Biden foreign policy, of which there is one. It's absolutely chaos. It is make nice with the enemy and undermine our allies like Israel. He's an appeaser. That's what he is. Now, I want to go on here. Uh, What is important to you in this election? Is it what the New York Times has to say? Is it what Bob Woodward has to say? Is it what four anonymous sources to the Atlantic have to say? Is it was a betrayer like... John Bolton is what he has to say. No. None of it. None of it. You should be more fired up today than you were yesterday. You should be more fired up. And I'm counting on each and every one of you Levinites out there, millions of you. I'm counting on each one of you to take matters into your own hands. Don't sit around and wait for your local Republican Party your state Republican Party, the Republican National Committee, to win this election for you. You remember the American cause? These are the times that try men's souls. About the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of this country. But he that stands deserves the love and thanks of man and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily defeated, yet we have this consolation with us. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. You 
are Thomas Paine. You must make sure you vote. You're registered to vote. You must make sure everyone in your family, your social circles, your work circles, who love our country and who support the president, vote. You can make a difference in this country like never before. Can you imagine if the millions of people who hear my voice right now or listen to the podcast later, that if each and every one of you make sure that five to ten additional people vote who may not be thinking about voting or aren't sure if they should vote, but are Trump supporters and love this country, you can make the difference. And millions of us can make the difference. Don't rely on politicians. Don't rely on party workers. Rely on yourself. Be self-sufficient. Today is the day. Today is the day. And we can overcome all these forces arrayed against us. And they are. And they are. Don't be dispirited. It's easy to be dispirited. The election is occurring now. People are voting now. Actual physical election day is a little over a month away. Don't let these polls distract you. Don't let them depress you. What they cannot poll is enthusiasm. And so it really comes down to this. Will more of us turn out or more of them? Will more of us turn out or more of them? There's not a lot expected of you, or me. We're not overseas in some hellhole, in some foxhole. We're here in our own country, the comfort of our own homes. If you can hear me and you drive a truck or you drive an Uber or a taxi, if you can hear me, you're driving your car right now, if you're sitting at your dinner table, Maybe you're running errands and you're listening to me with your headphones, sitting at your desk, at your office, working, working the evening shift on an assembly line. Whomever you are, wherever you are, you're part of this family here. You're part of the family that reveres our founding, that loves our country. Some of you are recent immigrants to the country, legally here with the power to vote. I want to thank you. Some of you, your ancestry goes back to the founding. I want to thank you too. And then there's everyone in between. Now let's be honest with ourselves. Our ancestors didn't come to this country because it was a horrible place. Our ancestors didn't come to this country because of the the smears and the defamations of the New York Times 1619 Project. They didn't come to this country for Marxism. They didn't come to this country to be abused as a particular race or background and told that they're privileged. As Reagan would say, you came to this country because it is the shining city on a hill. Because it is the most fantastic country ever founded by mankind. Ever. 
The forces that seek to take it down and turn it inside out are evil forces dressed up as something that's righteous. It's not righteous. It's evil. They've adopted alien ideologies that have resulted in the deaths of millions, the destruction of so much, and the impoverishment of hundreds of millions. The New York Times puts out this stolen tax information. Ladies and gentlemen, this election is about you, your children, and your grandchildren. It's about future generations. Each successive generation has left this country better off than the one before. What are we going to do? Are we going to save this place? That's what's on the ballot. Not the president's taxes. The country's on the ballot. The kind of country you want to live in. Constitutional republicanism, I'm telling you the truth, in many respects will not exist if we lose this election. Market capitalism that has created so much wealth for so many people, the most successful economic system ever on the face of the earth, will not, in most respects, exist if we lose this election. Your children will be impoverished, your grandchildren impoverished, based on what the Democrats plan to do with our economic system and the power they intend to seize for our governmental system. No more limited constitutional government, no more checks and balances as they devour the Supreme Court, the Senate, as they destroy the Electoral College, as they turn this nation into a nation of cities, where the cities call the shots and the Democrats control the cities. No more secure borders, as anybody who wishes can come into the country and immediately be on the welfare rolls. Education will be replaced with brainwashing and indoctrination. That's part of what's on the ballot. Not the president's taxes. I'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. in mind, whatever happens at this debate tomorrow night, the press will tell you that Biden won and that Trump was a disaster. Just keep that in mind. That is why when you watch this debate, 
after it's over, shut the television off. Shut it off. You don't need interpreters. You're going to be watching it and listening yourselves. Let me ask you folks a question. Just as a uh, theoretical matter, are there taxes other than income taxes that you pay, Mr. Producer? Property taxes. If you're a business, corporate income taxes. If you're a business that works in trade and so forth, you're paying excise taxes. You pay sales taxes. You pay payroll taxes. You pay consumption taxes. You pay dividend taxes. You pay VAT taxes or capital gains taxes, I should say. Dividend taxes. The president has paid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. And so they'll keep throwing up the 750 number. This is why the president, I'm sure, has never really wanted to release his taxes, because all of his taxes have not been stolen and released. They're cherry-picking from what's been given to them. Obviously, what's been given to them is whatever they can try and turn into the worst-case scenario. I'm strongly encouraging ignore this daily, phony, bombshell stuff. Here you have a guy, Biden. His family has enriched itself of foreign entanglements. Millions and millions of dollars. And they have no real backgrounds in anything they're doing. No New York Times story. No New York Times interest. Nothing. Zero. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I have a question for my Catholic brothers and sisters who are listening, of which there are many. I have a question for you. Do you like hearing your religion smeared? Do you like hearing your religion put through the grinder? Do you like hearing your religion butchered? Oh, you're too Catholic. What does that mean? Or you're an Orthodox Catholic. Oh. As a disqualifier for being on the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, as all of you know by now, religion cannot, must not be used in, uh, in the selection or the prevention of an individual from serving in public office under our federal constitution. That's how brilliant our framers were. Not so with the Democrat Party. Not so with the Democrat Party. Amy Coney Barrett, by all accounts, is highly qualified to serve on the Supreme Court. More qualified than most Democrats who serve on that court. Graduated number one in her law school. Was the executive editor of Law Review. It doesn't get any higher than that. 
was a law school professor for many years. He's been on a circuit court for three or four years. She's a mom, a mother with seven kids, two of whom were adopted from Haiti. One of her kids is special needs, severely handicapped. She is a faithful wife, as her husband is a faithful husband, he too being an attorney. And she's balanced motherhood with work. Like so many women who are listening to this program, like my grandmother and mother did, like my, like my wife does, like my mother-in-law did, and on and on and on. But she's Catholic, you see. It's okay for Joe Biden to be Catholic. It's okay for Nancy Pelosi to be Catholic because they believe in not only abortion on demand, they believe everybody should have to pay for it. Regardless of your your faith and your moral position on abortion. But if you're a faithful Catholic who actually follows the religion, the doctrine. Apparently for many Democrats you're to be disqualified. And I don't just mean Democrats in the Senate. I mean they're surrogates in the media and they're surrogates in Hollywood. This is anti-Catholic bigotry. I often talk about the anti-Semitism that's going on here, that the Democrat Party has a significant and growing wing that is anti-Semitic. Well, let me tell you, the Democrat Party also has a wing, a growing wing, that's anti-Catholic. And I don't care that their nominee is a Catholic, and I don't care that the Speaker of the House is a Catholic, any more than I care that the uh, Democrat leader in the Senate is a Jew and he's a Democrat. The hate and bigotry for people of faith in the Democrat Party is no joke, and it's serious. It's very serious. When I read that that Joe Biden has a majority of the Catholics behind him, I scratch my head. When I read that Joe Biden has a majority of the Jews behind him, I scratch my head. Why? Why? Well, there's Catholics, and then there's Catholics, and there's Jews, and then there's Jews. There are people who are born Catholic, but are left-wing activists. And as we've discussed here many times, as my wife will tell me, she told me many times, for liberal Catholics, liberal Jews, liberalism is their faith. Oh, they'll go to church, and they'll go to synagogue, But the real faith is centralized, big, left-wing government. And the real church is the church of the Democrat Party. The real temple is the temple of the Democrat Party. That's just the way it is. So Pelosi and Biden should be leading the charge against the anti-Catholic smears that Amy Coney Barrett is now confronted with. And the women in the suburbs who we're told are are moving away from Trump to the Democrats, I hope they're paying attention. I hope they're paying a lot of attention. Because if you're a professional woman or a working woman and you have kids or a kid, you better toe the Democrat radical left-wing line or you're going to be trashed. 
and smeared. Because that's all they care about. I also told you last Wednesday that I figured out that the Democrats would start a a new plan of attack in addition to the anti-Catholic attack. And that is if she gets on the Supreme Court, which she will, she must not vote as a justice on any aspect that may come to the court on this election. So they've created a new standard. They didn't say that the Kagan or Sotomayor, both of whom were appointed by Barack Obama, whose vice president was Joe Biden, they don't see a conflict there, even though you have to assume that logically there would be if there's a conflict for Barrett and Trump. There is no conflict. Justices all the time vote and write opinions on matters that come before them that affect the president that has appointed them and his administration. So this is a non-issue. They're trying to create another phony issue. Here's what I said last Wednesday. Cut one, go. So what will the next step of the Democrats be when it comes to the Supreme Court? I understand they say they want to pack it, but what will it be during the course of and immediately after the election? What will they do? I'll tell you what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to start a PR campaign and insist, here you go, that the newest justice to the Supreme Court, nominated by the President, confirmed by the Senate, the Republicans, that she, because it's going to be a woman, must recuse herself from any case or decision involving the election. Because you see, she was appointed by Donald Trump, so of course she's going to be biased for Donald Trump. Now this is an utterly bogus argument, because everybody in the court was either nominated by a Republican or a Democrat, and you don't recuse yourself because you've been nominated by a Republican or a Democrat. And under the same theory, Gorsuch would have to recuse himself, and Kavanaugh would have to recuse himself. Why shouldn't the Democrats recuse themselves? Since Joe Biden was a senator for most of the uh, time, and he was involved in getting them on the court. But I'm just telling you, this is the kind of bogus argument that will be made, will be advanced by the Democrats, because they'll lie and claw and do whatever they think they have to do for power. Very, very evil entity is the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. So Cory Booker, a reprobate, he's on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, who is a fraud and a phony and a low-IQ buffoon. I think I've covered the, uh, the map there. And uh, Cory Booker speaks for many. Their talking points are out there. Chris Coons, his talking points are... They're saying exactly the same thing. All of them. Because that's how they work. Okay, Corey and Chris, uh, here, here are the talking points for the shows. They're going, okay, Nancy. Okay, Chuck, thank you. Here's Cory Booker. Chuck uh, and Chuck Todd. Cut to go. Senator, do you plan to meet with uh, Judge Barrett? Uh, it's my intention to do so. I, I think you know my spirit, which is to sit down and meet with people and talk mm-hmm. to them. And I'm going to make it very clear. One of the things I want to ask her is, will she recuse herself? Because if she does not, in terms of any election uh, issues that come before us, because if she does not recuse herself, I fear that the court will be further delegitimized. In other mm-hmm. words, President Trump has said, I will not accept the result of the election. All right, there you no. go. 
good little propagandists with the big lies all the time. So they're pushing this confirmation. A duly elected president and a majority, the Republicans in the Senate, we we have a real problem with that. So they can't stop it because the Constitution empowers the president and the Senate to go forward. Well, they won't leave it open just in case, you know, Biden wins and we can replace the seat. Uh, Is that in the Constitution or why do we give a damn what you want? Okay, now she must recuse herself. No, no, no. She must recuse herself. As I told you, they would argue. Her answer to that, if Booker questions her, should be, Senator, I'm not in a position to discuss this, and I don't intend to discuss this, and besides, you're not going to vote for me anyway. That's it. But there's no ethical or any other reason for her to do that. Here's another example. Chris Van Holland, who's a sleazeball out of Maryland, always has been, always will be. Question by Andrea Mitchell, a left-wing Democrat who has dressed up as a journalist for her entire useless career. Cut three, go. Do you think that she should, in the hearings, recuse herself? Now, you see, what she does, Andrea Mitchell, is she takes the Democrat talking points every single time and then poses it in the form of a question a softball to the Democrats. Start at the top, please. Cut three. Go. Well, do you think that she should, in the hearings, recuse herself? Say that she will recuse herself from any vote coming up if it's a 4-4 court and she becomes the fifth member of the conservative majority that affects the election. I, 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 there is no conservative majority. This is the other thing that drives me nuts. Journalists are two things, most of them, with very few exceptions, but most, most of them. Stupid and left-wing. Stupid and left-wing. There is no conservative majority on the court. John Roberts is constantly transitioning, if I may. If I may borrow a term. He's transitioning all the time. And to use the terminology, a conservative on the court, is to show also that she's an ignoramus. Because really, there aren't conservatives on the court. You're either a constitutionalist or you're not. But they won't say that. Because can you imagine her saying, well, that, will that put five constitutionalists on the court? And the American, yeah, good, five constitutionalists. No, 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 conservatives, right-wingers, Republicans. Go ahead. Yes, I certainly do. And, you know, we right, Enough of him. Thank you for asking, Andrea. Such a prescient, profound, incredibly important question that I handed you before the interview, or the Democrat Party did, or maybe you're just reading our talking points out there. They are public, after all. Do you think Barrett should recuse herself for four court? You know, the right-wing majority affects the election. I certainly do, Andrea. What a bunch of pathetic buffoons. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I'm going to be really direct with you. If your cellular plan is with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're simply paying way too much for the exact same coverage you would get right now with Pure Talk. So look at your cell phone bill where it shows data usage. The average person who switches to Pure Talk It's using less than 4 gigs of data a month. But the big carriers are charging you for unlimited data. 
It's like paying for an entire row on an airplane, but only needing one seat. That's how Pure Talk saves the average person over $400 a year on their wireless service. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data all for just $20 a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. So folks, switching to Pure Talk is the easiest decision you'll make today. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. That's Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, Joe Biden starts yelling that Donald Trump's a liar and the media, Donald Trump's a liar. There's no bigger liar than Joe Biden throughout his entire life. He's so insecure about his pathetic education, where he was near the bottom of the class in law school and college, and he's a, he's a dummy. And... Uh, and by the way, you dummies out there, you left us. You can see how far you can go, so you should be very excited about this. Anyway, he lies all the time. And in a town hall in October, almost exactly a year ago, he says he got started at a historically black college, Delaware State. Cut seven, go. I got started out of an HBCU, Delaware State. Now, I don't want to hear anything negative about Delaware State here, okay? <laughs> they're, they're, they're my folks, but all kidding aside. But the fact is that HBCUs are in trouble financially. And the fact is Donald Trump has funded them over the long term like no president in, in modern times. Now, there's one problem with this story, this uh, what's considered a black college, historically black college. Uh, Biden did not go there. The college put out a statement and said, uh, no, Joe Biden never attended our school. Never attended our school. So why would he lie about this? You know, Thomas Friedman, who got four Pulitzer Prizes when he was a pre because he's a left-wing hack, a big uh, fan of communist China, he was. Now he thinks Donald Trump is starting the second civil war. You know, he's a crackpot. In my view. He's had a very tough life. He married an extraordinarily wealthy woman. Lives in the suburbs of Maryland. Very tough life. America's been very bad to this guy. Anyway, uh, he says that Trump's going to start a second civil war. But Biden is such an idiot. Such a liar. You know, Friedman said there ought to be fact checkers for Trump. Really? Really, Tommy? What about fact checkers... For Biden. And it better be somebody who takes shorthand because Biden never stops lying. But they've created this narrative about Trump, you see. So Biden never went to a historically black college. He never went to Delaware State, despite saying he did. Biden worked very closely with segregationists, as uh, Kamala Harris pointed out. Uh, when uh, she was trying to be president, and now she uh, will never talk about it again now that she wants to be vice president. And, of course, that didn't bother Dumb as a Rock. Thought it was all great. By the way, Dumb as a Rock 
Have you read the 110-page Communist Manifesto that Biden embraces? You're welcome to come on this program. I'd love to discuss it with you, because after all, you're a moderate and independent. Right? Isn't that what he said, Mr. Producer? Biden never attended a historically black college, period. Uh, And remember what Biden said, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Biden's the only candidate who's worked with segregationists. Donald Trump hasn't worked with segregationists. And Biden was proud of it because it helped him get some legislation done. We'll see if any of this is brought up. Because, you know, they're going to bring up Charlottesville. They're going to twist Charlottesville over and over and over again. Hey, remember you said there's fine people on both sides? We know exactly what he meant. I went through the transcript with you, syllable by syllable. We played the audio repeatedly. He wasn't saying the Klan and Antifa. He's talking about people who were there. Some opposed the removal of statues as a historical general rule. And others wanted to take them down. Everyone knows what he was talking about. And just because Jake Tapper keeps lying through his four teeth doesn't mean everybody has to embrace that. But Biden does. More when I return. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. This is breaking from the Hill newspaper today. I think you're going to like this. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden holds a narrow lead over President Trump, according to a new Harvard Caps Harris poll released exclusively to the Hill one day before the first presidential debate. 47% of likely voters, not registered, likely voters, said they would vote for Biden if the election were held today. 45% said they would back Trump. The survey marks a three-point improvement for Trump and a two-point decline for Biden from the last poll that was conducted in August. And it goes into the details. In other words, this is a real presidential race. I know the Fox polls and other polls. Why is ahead uh, 28 points? Uh, you know, no. It's a very close election, which is why I'm going to continue to press our case that you are the Thomas Paines and the precinct workers in your own circle of friends and, uh, and co-workers and family. It's very, very important. Very, very important that you act on this. Just a reminder of Joe Biden, the liar, 
This is my pre-debate show, Mr. Producer. Oh, yes, pre-debate, pre-debate. They have a clock. They've had a chart up there. We're 14 days, 3 hours, and 14 seconds from the debate. Oh, wow. Let me mark that down. What do you think this one's going to say? What do you think that's going to say? What do you think he's going to ask him? What kind of tie will he wear? Do you think they'll wear, I don't know, polished leather shoes or what? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But here's the real Joe Biden. This is even before he had dementia. Biden in 1988, when asked about his academic record, it's an oldie but a goodie. Cut one, go. I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship. Lie. The only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Lie. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half Lie. of my class. Lie. Near the bottom. I won the international moot court competition. Lie. I was the outstanding student in the political science department. Lie. At the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees. Lie. Graduate school and 165 credits. Lie. Only 123 credits. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd so like, there, Frank. Let, let's do it, bro. Let's sit you down with me and compare our IQs. So there wasn't a a syllable of truth in that entire diatribe. Tell me, the, 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 apart from you know things we can't control like dementia and so forth, that is a character issue. A character issue. And they want you to believe that Donald Trump's the liar. Here's NBC News on Biden, on his plagiarism in law school and his plagiarism in his campaign from 1987. Cut to go. While at Syracuse Law School, Biden was involved in a plagiarism incident. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. He was given an F, but appealed to the faculty and allowed to repeat the course. He got a B. This comes in the middle of another controversy about plagiarism in Biden's campaign speeches. Today, he dismissed charges that he routinely adopts phrases from other politicians' speeches, called it much ado about nothing. Essentially, Biden said, everyone does it. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. But to the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump, for example. But this standard is not a measure of how we can evaluate the condition of our society. It cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. This is how it sounded when Robert Kennedy said those words in 1968. Yet the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. Politician after politician, he stole their words. And so again, Delaware State University denies Biden was a student after he claimed he got started there. Uh, he spoke as a commencement speaker, and they gave him an honorary degree. He never attended that school, that historically black college. Um, Delaware State, and they had to put out a statement saying as much. Vice President Biden did not attend DSU. The college director of news service, Carlos Holmes, told the Washington Times. Instead, he was a commencement and keynote speaker in 03 and 016. A far cry from the start of the political career for Biden. Was a senator starting in 1973. 
And, of course, he went on to Syracuse, as you heard. Uh, he failed a class because he p- plagiarized. It's not the first time he plagiarized in school, by the way. He and Kennedy both have that in common. And his career has been dogged by accusations of misleading voters, including others, over his education. And, and you can see how they're trying to turn Trump into the liar when, in fact, it is Biden who is a serial liar. A serial liar. A couple other things I want to get into here. Thomas Friedman, we just spoke about him. Uh, I view him in many ways as a crackpot. He, he endorsed communist China, as I said. It's in my book, Liberty and Tyranny. Uh, he's the one that said Biden shouldn't debate unless there's a fact checker and I guess a psychiatrist to uh, check him out. I don't know. Whatever. So he's there giving advice to Biden. Uh, and, of course, he's held up as some kind of important figure when, in fact, he's a buffoon, in my humble opinion. He's been wrong on Israel. He's been wrong on China. He's been wrong on America. Well, maybe that's why he's a New York Slimes columnist. Here he is on CNN Friday, for those of us who happen to miss CNN. Cut nine, go. Uh, I found it stunning and surprising, Anderson. You know, I, I began my career as a journalist covering Lebanon's second civil war in its history. And I'm terrified to find myself ending my career as a journalist covering America's potential second well, 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 civil war. Well, he's a journalist? I thought he was a columnist. Well, which is it? Well, today it doesn't matter. You can give an opinion and be a journalist. They're one and the same thing. So he says he's covering America's potential second civil war. Go ahead. You really believe that? Yeah, I I think what happened in the last few days um, is a six alarm fire. I think it's DEFCON 5. The president of the United States has told us either I win the election or I delegitimize election. Now you see what a fraud he is? He didn't say that when Hillary Clinton said, do not concede under any circumstance. See, he didn't say that when John Podesta a few months back had a meeting with leading Democrats and never Trumpers, former Republicans, in which they were gaming out different plans to remove Donald Trump from office, even if he won. He didn't say that when the Democrats pushed massive mail-in voting starting in April all of a sudden, even though states can't handle a lot of this, and there's plenty, plenty of evidence to that effect, and even Democrat judges realize it, which is why they keep screwing around with state election laws at the 11th hour, including extending voting uh, days, counting ballots after they're supposed to be in, uh, counting ballots that aren't postmarked where the envelopes aren't postmarked, Counting ballots that aren't signed, counting ballots that this, where the signatures don't match. That's not a second civil war to Thomas Friedman. That's all quite cool. Right? Well, that's Thomas Friedman for you. He's ending his career. Did you know he's ending his career, Mr. Producer? Wow. Mr. Producer, let me ask you a question. How come in all these different Little groups they interview on cable TV, CNN, MSNBC, and even on my favorite, Fox. How come they never talk to suburban white men? I never see that. It's suburban white women. It's inner city minorities. It's just, I mean, should we at least talk to the people of the privileged, systemically racist race? 
since they're the target of all the hate and get their opinions? Don't they matter? Apparently not. Apparently not. Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar. Project Veritas. James O'Keefe is a patriot. Absolute patriot. Do you think the audio will sound okay on this and make sense, Mr. Producer? They, uh, under, they, they go undercover with a source in Minneapolis apartment building where Omar supporters on behalf of the Democrats are taking the ballots from senior citizens. And apparently there are payments involved by these supporters based on this, this coverage. And so it seems to me, Mr. Producer, I should probably go to cut 11 before cut 10, no? Let's listen to James O'Keefe. Cut 11, go. Our source inside the Somali community explains that as soon as early voting occurs, that's when ballot harvesting of the elderly happens. And one of the places it happens is at Cedar Riverside Apartments here in Minneapolis. At the end of this street, yes. there's three towers called one tower. Okay. And it's all seniors, and they took every ballot. Every ballot. They just every take them from them. Every single ballot. They knock on the door and say, your ballot's come, give it to me, give it to me. They don't even pay them for it. They just take it. No. And the ones that didn't vote on ballots, the young people and the women and stuff, they were paying cash, cash, cash. They were getting bags of money the last one here to, to drive people. And when you vote and they mark you off, then you get in the van, they give you a cash. Well, after we have here in Ali Guinea, the money was brought by Ali Ghani. Ali Ghani is the campaign chair of Ilhan. He's a staffer in her office. Ali Ghani. Ghani. Was coordinating everything. Mm. Cut 12, go. The person who's working in Ilhan's campaign is the one who's managing the, the voting place. They bring them, they line them, they put the open ballots in there, and then they take them in and say, here. And the people yeah, so mark How's that working? They have perfected this system. This is what they do. They will tell you, we are applying for your ballot. They take a picture of your social security and your driver's license. They have a database. When the ballot comes, they track it. Sometimes they make fake emails. They track the ballot. Then they come and pick up the ballot. Wow. So they Unopened. Actually, wow. So there's a vested interest, but we are victims of the system. They don't give a sh- about any similar issues. Sorry to use my No, no, you're, you're right. And the DFL wants to win this state at all costs. It's a mutually beneficial, and the victims is the Somali. So the U.S. attorney in Minnesota needs to act immediately to determine the accuracy of this. And if it's true, begin the process of charging people and trying to ensure that this election is not stolen by the Democrats. You will not find a single example of an interview like this about Republicans. Cut 10, go. He said, I have 300, and he had them in his hand. Ballots. Got it right here. Like a cash. Like cash. Like, like, so question, have you ever asked yourself, how did he get them? Yeah, how did he get them? You just don't go. And like, I was looking at them, and they were not filled. They were blank. Right. They were, some were open. Ballots. Yeah. In envelopes still. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? Yeah, yeah. We didn't put it out. People who work uh, with, like, Ilhan Omar and other candidates work for them. Ilhan has uh, 
handful of people that worked for her. They came to us to our apartments. They tell us that this year they're going to vote for Ilhan. For Omar. You don't go nowhere, you stay home, we will come and fill out for your absentee ballot. When it comes, we will come and get it. You just don't go nowhere, you stay here. So stop, they fill out the ballots for them and then they keep the ballots, is what he's saying. And then there's money. Go ahead. They, they do it but by themselves. Where do they pay the money? The, the minute we sign the thing, the election, that's when you get paid. The minute we sign the ballot, that's when we get paid. Okay, I can't personally vouch for the accuracy of this, but FBI, you just heard this. You need to go into the Ilion Omar district. You need to interview her. You need to interview her campaign uh, supporters, and you need to find out what the hell is going on immediately. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I'm going to be really direct with you. If your cellular plan is with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're simply paying way too much for the exact same coverage you would get right now with Pure Talk. So look at your cell phone bill where it shows data usage. The average person who switches to Pure Talk is using less than 4 gigs of data a month. But the big carriers are charging you for unlimited data. It's like paying for an entire row on an airplane, but only needing one seat. That's how Pure Talk saves the average person over $400 a year on their wireless service. Unlimited talk, text, and 2 gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. So folks, switching to Pure Talk is the easiest decision you'll make today. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. That's Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Actually, the Minneapolis Police Department just tweeted out, quote, allegations of voter fraud being evaluated. The MPD is aware of the allegations of vote harvesting, which is illegal in Minnesota. We're in the process of looking into the validity of those statements. No further information is available at this time on this, period. Christopher Ray, who's always asleep at the wheel, the FBI needs to get involved in this. This is a federal election issue as well. She's a federal congresswoman. We have a federal election going on here. Uh, If money is exchanged, money is changing hands, um, the the, uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation needs to get in there and get in there immediately. And these things are going on with the Democrats all over the damn place. All of a sudden they find military ballots. Everyone that they opened uh, or found had voted for Donald Trump. Every one of these Democrat judges in these various states are changing election laws in violation of Article 2 of the federal constitution where the state legislature makes those laws in every instance to accommodate Biden and the Democrats. Man, oh man, Ashevitz, I've got so much more to jump into. Please stay with us. I'll be right back. 
from the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Oh, where'd you think I would be? Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Bad news for the Drudge Report, Media Matters, Mediate, and the New York Slimes, and the usual gaggle of goofballs. This from ZeroHedge.com. New CDC estimates. Now, see, they, like I, we take these numbers off the CDC website, which drives the left nuts. Fatality rate for COVID-19 drops again and may surprise you. What's the real chances of dying if you're infected with COVID-19? You'll probably be surprised how low they are according to new numbers from the Center for Disease Control. In other words, they don't come out of uh, Fauci's backside. We will state those numbers simply for those of you who aren't crazy about math. The CDC's new estimate for the first time is broken down by age groups. Here's what the CDC calls its current best estimate, quote-unquote, of chances of dying from the virus if you get infected. One out of 34,000 for ages birth to 19. One out of 5,000 for ages 20 to 49. One out of 200 for ages 50 to 69. One out of 20 for ages 70 and up. And remember this, and I'll state this over and over and over again. Remember... What the CDC also said, even though Fauci twisted it, Media Matters twisted it, the New York Slimes twisted it. Remember what they said. 94% of those who die, die, who die with the COVID-19 or the coronavirus, have comorbidities. 6% die solely from the virus. They may twist it. They may use it for political purposes, but I'm not talking that I'm talking to you. So that's important information as well. Here's another way to look at the same numbers. If you get infected, your chances of surviving are as follows. Birth to 19, 99.997%. 20 years old to 49 years old, 99.98%. 50 to 69, 99.5%. 70 plus, 94.6%. The CDC's best estimate may be off, and it offered other scenarios also shown on the chart, but they're all very low. All very low. Now, isn't this good news, Mr. Producer? But apparently it's not good news to Media Matters and Mediaite and the left in this country. 
Apparently it's not good news at all. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the death rate is extremely low and it's dropping further and further further. The mortality rate in this country is quite low. So they show a chart on TV, endlessly on CNN now, over 200,000 deaths. The reason why I came under attack when I used the CDC numbers and explanation, and they looked at all the death certificates, 94 to 6%, that is 6% solely from the coronavirus, is it undermines their chart that they're putting on TV. And it undermines what Biden will say during the debate, undoubtedly, that Donald Trump is responsible for every one of the over 200,000 deaths because he didn't act fast enough. And hopefully the moderator will have access to the actual factual data that I'm talking about and raise questions to Biden. On top of that, we have never seen, we really have, a private-public partnership in the mobilization of resources and personnel and experts like we have now to deal with a pandemic, never in American history. That's the truth. We're within inches of having more than one vaccine. We have therapeutics that are on board and more coming. We do not have a problem with hospital beds. We do not have a problem with PPEs. We have no problem at all with ventilators. We have thousands and thousands of ventilators that are not needed in this country. And the testing where we had absolutely no tests, so they had to build it from the ground up. And the advancement in the testing and the, and the ease with which people can be tested now is, again, unprecedented in American medical history. Much of this is unprecedented in American medical history. A complex virus like this, and how this president, working his administration with the private sector, our magnificent private sector, are wrestling this to the ground. We have turned the corner on the virus. We've turned the corner on the economy. Despite, despite what the propagandists for the left have to say, and despite what Biden and his party have to say. You see, the worse it gets, the better they think it is for them. That's why they were silent throughout all those riots and the looting and the arson. And yes, even the killing that was going on. The attacks on the police silent for months and then the polls started to turn then uh, actually I'm against all this you know a sentence here a sentence there but not a you know a daily attack on what was going on and is going on in our streets the worse it is they think the better it is for them and the more they can seize control Donald Trump at the White House today announced another miracle really Abbott Labs has created a test where you do, you use the equivalent of a Q-tip, but it is a special type of Q-tip, and you twist it in, in a, effectively cardboard, which is a special kind of cardboard with all kinds of technologies associated with it, where they can determine if you have the virus in 15 minutes. Now, it's not a home kit. It certainly looks like it could be, but it's a kit. You go in, you get it done, you sit and you wait, and in 15 minutes you'll have your answer. You don't have to send it to a lab. There's no machines involved. It's spectacular. This is American ingenuity. It it, it is just unbelievable. And it's all happened in warp speed time where the Democrats do not want to give this president any credit 
In fact, they want you to believe that nothing can be trusted because it's Donald Trump. Think about how sick that is and how destructive that is to the country. Rather than celebrating it, rather than calling the president and say, how can we help you? No. Here's the president today. Cut 17. Go. Today I'm pleased to report that we're announcing our plan to distribute 150 million Abbott rapid point-of-care tests in the coming weeks, very, very soon. This will be more than double the number of tests already performed. And here's our plan. 50 million tests will go to protect the most vulnerable communities, which we've always promised to do, including 18 million for nursing homes, 15 million for assisted living facilities, 10 million for home health and hospice uh, care, hospice care agencies, and nearly 1 million for historically black colleges and universities and also tribal nation colleges. 100 million rapid point-of-care tests will be given to states and territories to support efforts to reopen their economies and schools immediately and fast as they can. For example, the support my administration is providing would allow every state to, on a very regular basis, test every teacher who needs it. This continues our critical effort to use testing to protect high-risk communities. These new Abbott rapid point-of-care tests are easy to use and return results within just minutes. You'll have uh, a result at a maximum 15 minutes. Machine, no machine is required to process them. So in the old days when we just started this, you remember we'd go out and we'd have to find these massive laboratories with tremendously expensive equipment. Now we're down to something that you'll see that is really from a different planet. You know, he's so earnest in his attempt to get results and to get this virus behind us. He really is. And you have Joe Biden, who really has done nothing except make derogatory statements from the basement of his home. Kamala Harris, who's never produced a damn thing. All of them. This is highly complicated. It's very complex to get all these different actors and resources and experts involved which is what he's been doing every day since the virus became uh, apparent in this country. And all the Democrats do attack. And I would ask you Democrats, what have the Democrats done? What have they contributed? They don't even contribute experts, white papers, uh, academic information, nothing. They just attack, 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 and blame the president for deaths. Well, we all know the deaths occurred uh, in, in, in particularly high numbers in poorly run states, like New York and New Jersey and Illinois, uh, in Massachusetts and Connecticut, in, in California and so forth, where there were disastrous early decisions made that anybody with common sense knew were bad, and we broke it right here on March 25th. Wasn't that the date, Mr. Producer? March 25th, when we got a call from a, uh, a medical director at a nursing home telling us what, what Cuomo had done, I couldn't believe it. And we nationalized that issue here. And many people died as a result of this. Thousands and thousands died as a result of this. And Biden has never criticized those governors. He's never criticized the policy. That's how unserious he is. They're going to have a vaccine. Here's the thing. The sickening irony would be if Donald Trump loses on this issue. And Joe Biden, God forbid, becomes president. And then all that's been done by this president, by the vice president and their task force and this administration in husbanding private and public resources, in focusing public and private resources, warp speed the project, all that's been done, 
than Biden, who's been attacking the entire time, undermining the progress that we've been making the entire time. He will take credit for what comes from all this work that he's been undermining. That would be a sickening irony. I just hope the American people can see through this. It's going to be up to us to make sure that they do. Up to us to make sure they do. But here we have this fantastic news today, breaking news. And it's as if for the media, you know, the president's taxes are more important. And did he do this for politics? What's the president supposed to do? He's got four months left in office. And hopefully four months and four years. Supposed to stop everything to accommodate Biden? No Supreme Court appointments? No advancement on vaccines? So the Democrats can get elected? Think this through, America. This is a very sick and diabolical party. It's a very sick and diabolical party with a sick and diabolical history. And really, they'll do anything for power, pretty much. Anything for power. So Thomas Friedman, if you're concerned, which you're really not, you should be concerned about the Democrat Party. But given that you're a left-winger who lives in a Democrat state, who married into wealth, I don't think you're worried at all. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Why am I bringing on so many individuals who are running for the House of Representatives, particularly in seats that we can win, in seats that we can take back, or close marginal seats? And the reason is, first of all, we need to get rid of Nancy Pelosi. But Nancy Pelosi has now heard from this program, or has figured out what I've told you about over a month ago, and I've written about in Men in Black. As Politico points out, which is a left-wing site, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi speaks during a news conference. She has begun mobilizing Democrats for the possibility that neither Joe Biden nor President Trump will win an outright electoral college victory, a once-in-a-century phenomenon that would send the fate of the president to the House of Representatives. I heard Dana Perino mention what I've been talking about as well. She mentioned it today. Under that scenario, which hasn't happened since 1876, every state's delegation gets a single vote. You already know this. Who receives the vote is determined by an internal tally of each lawmaker in the delegation. This means the presidency may not be decided by the party that controls the House itself, but by the one that controls more state delegations in the chamber. You know that too. 
And right now, Republicans control 20... It's as if I wrote this, isn't it, Mr. Producer? And right now, Republicans control 26 delegations to Democrats 22, with Pennsylvania tied, and Michigan a 7-6 plurality for Democrats, with a 14th seat held by Independent Justin Amash. Yes, but that would change, because on January 3rd, the new House and Senate are sworn in. A battle inside the House could be brutal, even more politically bare-knuckled than Trump and Senate Republicans pushing through a Supreme Court nominee days before the election. In some states, a single seat could decide the partisan makeup of a delegation. There could be extended legal challenges over declaring victors in House races. There shouldn't be any extended challenges. This is in the Constitution. Pelosi, in a Sunday letter to House Democrats, urged them to consider whether the House might be pulled into deciding who's president when determining where to focus resources on winning seats in November. This could lead to more concerted efforts by Democrats to win in states such as Montana and Alaska, typically Republican turp, but where Democrats have been competitive statewide. In these states, Democratic victories could flip an entire delegation with a single upset House victory. She's a little late, isn't she, Mr. Producer? We're going to continue to bring candidates on this program who I feel are not only conservative, and they must be, but have a good shot at knocking off incumbents in uh, districts that the Democrats won last election cycle, but were Trump districts. We're going to have a uh, young lady on the program from Colorado, 3rd Congressional District, Lauren Bobert who is one of those uh, at the bottom of the hour. So I wanted to make you aware of this. Um, And this is something now that I've been talking about. And uh, this is also why when you vote, the House of Representatives is screwed. This is why I'm saying really for the first time in my life, or certainly the first time on radio, you need to vote straight Republican. Straight Republican. Even if you have to hold your nose. We have to hold the Senate. We need to take the House. We need to... To hold the presidency. Because the Democrat Party is off the rails. The Democrat Party now is the party of Marxism. It's the party of Saul Linsky. It's the party of Cloward and Piven. Uh, it's the party of, uh, of the hard, hardcore left. They have succeeded in devouring the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party was bad enough, but now it's, it is what it is. And so now she's uh, trying to muster... Uh, votes in this state or that state, she now realizes that the presidency could be on the line. That's why the voting in the House is so important. The presidency could be on the line. It could wind up in the House. Uh, And really, the way the Constitution is supposed to work is all the courts are supposed to stay out of it. Unless there's a particular party with a particular issue. When it comes to statutes, uh, the courts are not supposed to be rewriting them. The courts are not supposed to be in the business of politics. And so I do get a little concerned about the decision of the Pennsylvania Republicans that control the legislature trying to run up the the U.S. Supreme Court. Unless what the opinion they're trying to get is that to to reinforce or underscore the point that under Article 2, the Republican House and Senate have the final say. But they need to take actions now to make that clear, as they do in Michigan, as they do in North Carolina as they do in Ohio, as they do in uh, all these battleground states where the Republicans control the state legislature. 
When we come back, we have a wonderful candidate in Colorado that I want to introduce you to. And I've got one more piece of news that I want to discuss with you before we leave the air at the top of the hour. So stick with us. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. By the way, can we see Nancy Pelosi's taxes? I mean, she is number two in line for the presidency. I would think we would. Can somebody leak those to the New York Times? By the way, outstanding candidate in Colorado's third congressional district, Lauren Boebert. How are you, Lauren? I am doing fantastic. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Now, Lauren, I want you to tell the American people a little bit about your background and how you decided to run. Absolutely. Right now, we are all seeing the battle that's going on for the heart and soul of our country. We have left-wing lunatics doing everything that they can to take away our personal freedoms. And I saw too many of our elected leaders remaining silent on the issues that matter most to us. I'm not a politician. I'm a mom, Mark. I, I'm a business owner. Uh, but I saw how far the left will go to take everything that we love about America, everything that we are building at home, and destroy it. And so I stepped up uh, to run for office. I, I was brought up in a Democrat household. My mom believed in those field policies. And, and she believed the lies that she was told by the Democrat Party. And it really limited us. And so I I know what it's like to depend on government, and and you get stuck in this cycle of poverty, and there's no incentive to get out of it. And uh, I I learned at a very young age when I got my first job at the Rifle McDonald's that I could do a better job taking care of myself than government ever could. That first job taught me personal responsibility, and that's something I've carried with me uh, throughout my life. And I'm a self-taught conservative. Because of that, because I saw the conservative way is a, a, a way to live a successful life. And now I'm a, a small business owner. I own a restaurant in Rifle, Colorado, where I have the opportunity to create jobs for people. It's so powerful to, to bring people in, show them compassion, and create an opportunity for them to succeed in life. I, I own a restaurant in Rifle, Colorado, the only city in America named after a gun. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, we are called Shooter's Grill. Um, it, it was it was really great when we first opened. We were just a Western themed restaurant, and uh, and then there was actually an altercation uh, where a man lost his life. He 
um, he was brutally beaten and lost his life. But that's when I decided I needed a way to take care of mm-hmm. the people around me and defend them. So I actually began to open carry in my restaurant. And then my waitresses began to carry their firearms in the restaurant. And uh, then Nightline 2020 was in our place calling Shooter's Grill the safest restaurant in America. So that gave me a, a platform for the Second Amendment, but an advocacy of freedom was born from that. And, and Mark, you know, the, the, the Constitution is so fantastic. I started to read that and study it, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the vision that our founding fathers had for our country, and I saw how far we were going from that. So I, I had to step in and do something. I have four boys, and I refused to send them into AOC's socialist nation. This is me mm-hmm. stepping up to do my part to secure their freedom. You're a citizen candidate, excuse me, <clears throat> which is a wonderful thing. Uh, what towns are in your district? So I have 29 of the westernmost counties in Colorado. Uh, so we have a north, the north part of my district has Steamboat Springs. So without and, getting into all 29, what are, the, what are the most populated ones? It sounds like your district's quite rural. Yes, yes, we're very rural, uh, under 100,000 people in, in our district. And I have uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, Glenwood Springs, Colorado, Aspen, Colorado, and uh, even down into Pueblo. And where my okay. restaurant is, that's Rifle. Okay, very, very good. Now, your opponent, what is your opponent's name? Diane Mitchbush. No Diane, Diane what? Trump took Mitch, <laughs> Diane Mitchbush. Okay, now, my question is, is she one of these uh, Pelosi uh, sort of lapdogs? Absolutely. She is a far-left, job-killing, hide-in-the-basement socialist. She's not out campaigning. She's sitting at home uh, thinking that she's going to ride this blue wave in and then vote with Nancy Pelosi, AOC, and the squad. Mm-hmm. What kind of district is it? Republican, Democrat, marginal, what? We're in our plus six district. Uh, we're, we're almost split evenly uh, in the third. President Trump carried our district by 12 points last, uh, last election, and I, I, I believe he's going to uh, win it even bigger this time. But we need all the help that we can get. Uh, I, I, this, is, this is grassroots. It's a very rural district, and so we need people um, helping us out. Now, now is she outspending you, outraising you? Because they're pouring a lot of money into these races on the left. Yes, they are. Uh, so we, we know how great the Democrats are at raising money. And uh, she has uh, just spent almost $2 million in attack ads against me. And then the DCCC stepped in and threw in another $600,000 in attack ads. And they have to attack me personally because they can't win on policy. She's got, she wants a $93 trillion Green New Deal. Uh, that's, that's no good for America and certainly no good for our district. They're more than 80% federal land. Uh, she won't support um, important pipelines uh, that need to be laid to export our liquid nat- natural gas, the Jordan Cove pipeline. And she wants to shut our energy industry down and keep it in the ground, outsource it to China and Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, if people want to help you, where do they go? LaurenForColorado.com. This is uh, very much grassroots. Like, like you said, I, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm just a citizen stepping up to do this, but I believe that that's the vision that our founding fathers had, a citizen legislature, and uh, not these uh, career politicians who get in there and forget who they work for. So I need people going to LaurenForColorado.com, checking out my contract with Colorado, uh, see where, exactly where I stand on the issues, just the promises I've made to the people I look forward to representing in Colorado's third district. 
And uh, and there's lots more on there about me as well. The site is laurenforcolorado.com, L-A-U-R-E-N, like my daughter's name, laurenforcolorado.com, L-A-U-R-E-N for Colorado.com. Levinites, we need to help Lauren get elected. We need to take these seats. We need to take these, the House of Representatives away from Pelosi, because if the president wins, God willing, we cannot have another House that just blocks everything, tries to impeach him and all the rest of it. Or a house where the uh, majority of the delegates are Democrat, and if it winds up there, they pick Biden. So Lauren is key, key to uh, to advancing liberty and stopping them. It's Lauren for Colorado dot com, L A U R E N for Colorado dot com. Anywhere in the nation, you can help her financially, and in the district, Colorado's third district. If you live there, contact them and volunteer. There's not a lot of time left, and they need all the help you can get. All right, Lauren Boebert, we wish you all the best. Citizen candidate. Thank you so much. Tell Julie I said hello. Thank you. I I will, and God bless you. We met Lauren. She is a terrific lady. Julie, of course, is my lovely wife. And uh, and she would be a fantastic member of the House of Representatives. Lauren Boebert. That's laurenforcolorado.com. Folks, if you can help these candidates, it's very, very critical. There's certain things we can do. If you can't afford it, I get it. I get it. I don't want you to miss dinner because you, or meals because you, you donate, but there are people who we can help if you're in a position to do it. We don't have billionaires. We don't have millionaires, but we have us, an army of Levinites. Lauren for Colorado.com. And as in each case, as I say, if uh, you're her opponent, uh, you're more, we'll be more than happy to have you on the program and to, uh, and to question you on your positions and your support for Pelosi. Lauren for Colorado.com. All right. Excuse me. So I saw this at the website, Free Beacon, an excellent website. It involved my county in Virginia. My county in Virginia is considered the richest county in the country. Why? A lot of damn bureaucrats live here. And Amazon and other major companies, um, uh, AOL, have, uh, have huge facilities in this county. This county, when I moved to this county about 20 years ago, was dark red. Now it's light blue, and it's getting bluer by the day. The Democrats have taken over the governing instrumentalities. They've taken over our, uh, our board of supervisors, and that's what we have here, and they've taken over our school district. So it's a county that is now uh, moving and moved towards blue. And, of course, the Democrats are destroying it. Their voters are destroying it. They leave Washington, D.C. and Maryland, or they leave Fairfax County, Virginia. They come into this county. Hey, hey, I'm voting Democrat. Well, you just left your, I don't care. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Damn morons. Anyway, Loudoun County, Virginia. I hope you people in Loudoun County are listening to me. If you have kids in your schools, in the schools there, you better really pay attention. And folks, this is going on all over the country. All over the country brainwashing and indoctrinating your kids. The Loudoun County, Virginia Public School District has spent $422,500, almost half a million dollars, in taxpayer funds since 2018 on diversity training inspired by critical race theory, which claims racism is inherent in nearly every aspect of America. According to documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon, the school district spent 314000 in 2019 
on coaching and training sessions hosted by something called the Equity Collaborative, a California-based business that works with schools to, quote, create educational equity and social justice by addressing bias and oppression, unquote. This is what the kids are getting. The business also offers six different services for schools. I'm sure they're getting wealthy as hell, including a two-day, quote, racial equity institute, unquote, quote, culturally responsive practice workshops, unquote, and, quote, equity-focused coaching, each with a hefty price tag. The firm's educational tools, meanwhile, include an introduction to, quote, critical race theory. This is poison. And calls for discussions about oppression and education. An equity collaborative study, PAC reads, In critical race theory, racism is seen as an inherent part of American civilization, privileging white individuals over people of color in most areas of life, including education. Loudoun County, your property taxes are going to this. And your kids are being brainwashed into this. This whole critical race theory used to be sort of an extremist, fringe ideology. Now you can see where it is. It's winding up at the classrooms. In 2019, the Loudoun County School District, the richest county in the nation, signed a contract with equity leadership coach Jamie Almanzan for $242,000. The contract included $120,000 for an eight-day, quote, System, systemic equity assessment, unquote, $32,000 for a, quote, district equity plan, unquote, and $90,000 in salary for Almanzan. Additionally, the district included an addendum for $22,000 to create a four-day, quote, equity in the, in the center co-facilitation, unquote. Jeez. The equity collaborative billed the district an extra $56,000 outside their contract and $100,000 in 2020 thus far. Following the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, as you know, a Marxist, anti-Semitic, anti-family, anti-American movement, Loudoun County School District released a, quote, comprehensive equity plan, unquote, mandating that, quote, 100% of new teachers will engage in onboarding training sessions on equity and culturally responsive instruction, unquote. The plan also calls for current teachers to engage in ongoing instruction about white privilege, unquote, unquote, equity literacy, and racial consciousness. Brainwashing. Brainwashing. The parents and people of Loudoun County should rise up, should go to these board meetings, and make themselves heard. And every county in this country. But my county, there you are. There's your evidence. I'm sick and tired of paying for this BS. I really am. We'll be right back. Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. 
And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Now, I told you I wouldn't do this, but this one was particularly egregious. So we got dinged by Facebook. Why? Because I linked to a piece by the Daily Caller. And the Daily Caller headline is, Wildfires will become worse thanks to the decades-old liberal policies, says fire expert who predicted uptick in blazes. So what did Facebook do? Facebook said what, Mr. Producer? That the article is in part false, correct? And they said, because I don't mention climate change. Facebook's additional reporting, fact check, this is them, Article by the Daily Caller oversimplifies drivers of wildlife and downplays the role of climate change. So to fight false news, Facebook reduces the distribution of misleading content while also showing additional reporting on the same topic. Pages and websites that repeatedly publish or share misleading content will see their overall distribution reduced, their ability to monetize and advertise removed, and their ability to register as a new page removed. People will also be able to see if a page has a history of sharing false news. Deleting the misleading content won't affect these outcomes. This is so disgusting. The greatest censors we have right now are the media and these platforms. And I strongly believe that because these platforms have been protected by the United States Congress and federal law, as basically public platforms. That protection needs to be removed, and removed the sooner the better, because they're liars and they're leftists. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. You're the Thomas Paines. You're the precinct workers. Time's running out. Let's do our job for our country. And I'll see you tomorrow right here. God bless each and every one of you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.